Well, so uh, connection is what we're going to talk about today. How it is fasting helps us connect with God. And I'm sure you're like me. There's nothing like, um, man, connecting with some good friends or having a, a communal event where you just have a good time together, right? Whether it's a meal, uh, whether it's a mission trip, whether it's uh, some gathering. Some of you may know uh, Kay and I have belonged to a small group for golly, 15, 16 years now started at a previous church. Uh, we gather every month. It, it focuses on uh, faith and food and good wine. And every time we gather, uh, we spend time talking about faith, praying together uh, and enjoying one another's company. We've watched our kids grow up. Uh, we've watched, unfortunately, some family members die. We travel together and all of that helps develop community, right? There's nothing like good friends. There's nothing like strong relationships. There's nothing quite like being together with folks you love, whether it's family or friends, whether it's work colleagues or neighbors, there's nothing quite like that, right? And today I wanna to talk a little bit about that because I'm convinced that this community, this connection is possible through our fasting. And because of that, we can find this uh, amazing uh, capacity to be connected with one another. Here's what I wanna say just real quick about that. Uh, what we understand is that in community, we find connection, right? So with those friends or with that family, there's this connection that helps bind us together. And in that connection, connects us, connection helps us to identify with our friends, with those other people. And that identifying man, it helps us to know about them, what they love, what they cherish, what they don't like, how I can help, how they can help me. All of that identifying makes a huge difference in the relationship, right? And what I believe about that connection is this, when we connect, we are better neighbors. In other words, when I know more about you because I've connected with you, when I recognize your strengths, your weaknesses, when I realize how you need this or I need that, I'm a better neighbor to you. I'm a better person for you because I better understand you. I've, I've recognized all of the things about you through time. You, you may recall we, we um, did a worship series, golly, some uh, 15, 18 months ago in the fall of 2019. It's hard to fathom that was so long ago. It was about neighboring, remember, good neighboring. And I encouraged you to try to get to know, if you didn't already, the eight neighbors sort of immediately around you, however you identified that. And a part of that was this whole purpose of connecting and identifying so that we could be better neighbors. And I reflect on my own neighbors and my own neighborhood, uh, Katie and Phil who live right next door to us and they're empty nesters and they're always providing for their new grandkids and, and, and the love that they have for even the community. I know Dan and Courtney who live a couple of doors down and uh, he's active in his church and, and they have three kids and, and they just are always in the streets and always celebrating with their kids and out on the lawn. Darren and Jill, they're raising two teenage daughters and going through all the thrills that that provides for it. Weldon and Gloria who live a few further doors down who are actually members of this church and uh, Weldon is always willing to help. He's always walking his dogs. He's always offering neighbors care for one another. And it all starts with this connection, with relationships, with developing who we are and how we are in our lives, right? But we've got to invest in it. We've got to spend time getting to know people. We've got to recognize that if I'm going to invest in you, I sure hope you'll invest in me and together we'll discover this connection and community. Well, I'm convinced that our fasting that we're doing during Lent 
is helping us to do the same thing. Because the reality is we are fasting in community, right? We're fasting together. Each one of us is doing something different, but we're all doing it throughout the season of Lent together for a common goal, for a common purpose. And we're finding amazing opportunities where we can uh, recognize the struggles of what it means to go without or recognize the struggles of when we don't get it right or celebrate the joy of knowing that we're doing well at the fast and certainly celebrating that we can achieve things together. You know, over the last many weeks, we've talked uh, in many ways about these fasts and how they are in community. You may recall last week, uh, Reverend Nick talked to us about Esther. And in Esther, they discovered that they could get strength through the communal fast, both Esther and the Israelites, right? We took on Ezra a few weeks ago, where we discovered as they were going to go back to build the temple, they needed to uh, fast together to find commitment so that they could collectively and communally rebuild the temple. And then you may recall uh, further back than that, we went into the early church in the book of Acts and Paul and Barnabas and the early church fasted and prayed so that they could take the gospel out into the world so that they could find direction for how they were going to do that. All of this was fasting in community. All of it was the, the gathered body of folks fasting together in order to accomplish a phenomenal goal. Well, today I want to uh, look at the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah, one of the great prophets that Jesus quoted more than any other prophet, he speaks about fasting in a very unique way. And what we'll learn today, I hope, is that he, he encourages us to fast not only for community, for connection, but also because of that community and connection, we offer justice and mercy in the world. Now, it's a little bit of a lengthy text, but it's got some powerful words for us about how we should fast and what that fast ought to look like. So it's in Isaiah chapter 58, and it's a, it's a dialogue, if you will, between Isaiah and God and the people. So the people start this way. They say, we have fasted before you, they say. We are, we, why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it. This is the people speaking to Isaiah. I will tell you why, Isaiah responds. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress and burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Then listen to what Isaiah says to them. Do you really think this will please the Lord? No, this is the kind of fast I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned, Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. I, I've done that a couple of times. When your then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Well, if I were hazarding a guess, my hunch is you, you may not have thought about fasting in the way that Isaiah just described it. 
I mean, that was quite unique, right? He, he sort of recognized that the Israelites were fasting as they should have done, right? But they were fasting in such a way that it really was all about themselves. It was really just all about show. And so Isaiah goes on to speak on behalf of God to say, this is not what fasting is. And he sort of highlights two real clear things that we're fasting so that we can be in relationship with others. And in part, that relationship with others is about serving them and helping alleviate their suffering and helping to, to make things possible that might not otherwise be possible. Here's what I believe Isaiah suggests. Isaiah suggests that we fast for connection, for justice, and for mercy, right? I mean, when he begins to describe what it is God's looking for in the fast, it doesn't look like fasting in the traditional sense at all, does it? It looks like helping the poor and making right what was wrong in the world and, and helping alleviate the problems and the sufferings that people are going through. That fast is a, a, a strange and yet powerful way to connect with God and connect with neighbor. Notice it's also a little different in this way. Um, Isaiah tells us that this fasting is not for ourselves, but it's for others. It's for the way of God, because God wants us to be just and right, to, to set free the oppressed, to help right the wrongs that are in the world. We hear this not only from the prophet Isaiah, but we hear it uh, from Micah as well. Uh, some of you may know the prophet Micah, and he speaks a powerful word when uh, they were asking, well, what is it we're supposed to do, God? How are we supposed to live? And the prophet Micah says, you know what you're supposed to do. God's told you. And what is it that the Lord requires? He requires for us to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with God. And what Isaiah is reminding us is, is that that understanding of how we live in community, it's by connecting with God and connecting with others through service in the world. Isaiah is reminding the Israelites and he's reminding you and me that when we fast, particularly in community, man, we find this connection with God and with others that helps us to love our neighbor and helps us to love our God. And that's what we're called to, right? Those are the two great commandments. Remember the very first time I recognized that this was true. It goes way back, friends. It goes some 30 plus years uh, ago when I went on a, a mission trip that changed my life. It, it changed how I understood God. It changed how I understood people. It changed how I understood poverty. It changed how I understood my faith. It, it made all the difference in the world. Some of you may know it. It's called the Appalachia Service Project or ASP. Our own youth here have been a number of times. They're hoping to go this summer as well. Uh, we're certainly hoping that that will be possible for them. But at ASP, it's a home repair ministry that helps to make uh, homes warmer, safer, and drier. And this first time that I went, I entered into a fast that I didn't even know that I was entering into. I didn't have any intention of entering into it. But during this fast, it made all the difference in the world for me and I hope for those that I was with to connect with God and to connect with others. I'll never forget it. So we go to um, West Virginia and we go to work on a home that is roughly 900 square feet. This is not the exact home, but this is highly similar to that home and others that I've worked on over the years. There were seven people who lived in a home just like this. It was divided equally into four rooms, a kitchen, a living space, and two bedrooms. There was no running water. The way they got water was they ran a hose to the stream out by the house 
and pulled it in through a window into the kitchen. There was one light in one room. There was no electricity and seven people lived there. We went to help make the home warmer and safer and drier. We went to rebuild the back porch. And as we deconstructed the existing porch, it was obvious that in the wintertime that that was probably an outhouse uh, so that they didn't have to go too far away. It was a very different experience. But you know what I encountered while I was there? I encountered connection. I encountered connection with a newfound friend in the family of seven who lived in that home. I found a newfound connection with God and what God was doing in my life and in the lives of those around me. I found a new kind of connection with uh, my uh, youth group members and the fellow adult uh, counselors. I found a connection with the paid staff who were at the center where we were staying. I found a new kind of connection with life and with faith. And it all started with a home some 900 square feet large with seven people living in it and while I was fasting. Now, what was the fasting you might think to yourself? I mean, my gosh, you've gone all these miles. You've, you're doing all this stuff. You need your strength. What are you fasting from? Well, it's the same kind of fasting that many like you who've done when you go on a mission trip. You know, when you go on mission trips like this, you fast from all forms of media. You fast from TV, you fast from computer, even back then as they were just beginning PCs. And certainly back then you fasted from your telephone because some of you may recall there was a time when your telephone only connected to the wall, right? So we were fasting from TV, we were fasting from computer, from uh, phones, we fasted from privacy because we lived in community for the week, right? We fasted from warm showers because there was nothing but cold water. We fasted from uh, fresh home-cooked meals because they were cooking for a hundred with a, a mass crew that was cooking. But through that fast that I didn't even realize I was doing, sort of emptying myself of self and, and abdicating myself of some of the privileges or pleasures of life, I found a deeper connection with God, with others, and certainly with my newfound neighbors there in West Virginia. What a powerful lesson that became about the gift of fasting. Friends, I know that if you are fasting, you're discovering its power. You're discovering how it can actually fill you while you get empty. If you haven't begun your fast, I want to tell you it's still not too late. There's still an opportunity to take up this spiritual practice of emptying yourself so that you can become full with God. What I also want to remind you is uh, I want you to use your fast throughout this season of Lent to help remind you of our friends, our neighbors, our brothers and sisters in Mozambique. What we're discovering about them is that they need help with uh, medical education. They need help with inoculation. They need help with prenatal care. They need help with medical assistance that they can't otherwise get. And the mobile clinic is gonna make that possible. And it's only because we are now praying for them that we are emptying ourselves of self and connecting with God that we also recognize that we've got a connection with our brothers and sisters in Mozambique. And because of that, we're identifying that they have a need and we're recognizing that we can help. And so friends, you see, this is the power of fasting in community because we find connection with God and with neighbor and we recognize we can do something about it. We can do something with it. Isaiah had a powerful truth for us today. It's to recognize 
that when we fast, it's not just for us. It helps us spiritually. It helps us in our relationship with God, but it's also for others. When we connect with God and with others, we recognize God in others and we recognize our need to identify and relate. So friends, I pray this week, next week, and over the next few weeks as we lead towards the cross and the resurrection, that as you empty yourself of self, you will discover the powerful gift of the fullness of God as you connect in community with God and with others. Will you pray with me? Holy and blessed God, thank you for filling us. Thank you for offering us so much in life, for uh, giving us the opportunity to identify with our friends and neighbors in Mozambique, for helping recognize that we can make a difference for them, but even God, that they can make a difference in our own hearts and in our recognition of our need to serve and to share and to offer hope to others. God, thank you for our neighbors in Mozambique. And thank you for the gift of your love that helps bind us together in community, that helps connect us with one another and helps us to remember that we're all one in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God, this is our prayer and we lift it in Christ's name, amen. Friends, let me also thank you for your generosity every single week. Uh, whether you give electronically or you bring a check or you uh, schedule your giving, we are just so grateful because you make ministry possible. If you'd like to make a gift today or sometime in the week to come, you can always text the letters TMUMC to the number 45777, or you can go online to tmumc.org give, where you can schedule your giving or you can give a one-time gift. But whatever you do, we are grateful. Thanks so much.